I used a Mac machine this morning. ATM, whatever you want to call it. If I could take back any investment in my life, it would be the service charge I pay every time I use a Mac machine. You are paying this machine to give you your money. It's like, hey, machine, give me my money. And the machine goes, nope, not unless you give me $2.75. The service charges even more in strip joints and casinos, or so I've heard. And you have no choice. Your money is being held hostage. But I bet I use an ATM 50 or 60 times a year, maybe more. That's like 180 bucks paid just to get my money. Money that was mine in the first place. I feel like Ice Cube trying to get paid by Jerry Heller with no Vaseline. Hey, ATM, I want my money. I want all of it. But you're keeping some of it. So, you know what? You just made the list. I hate ATMs. Hate them. But I, I'm not. I'm not the kind of guy to keep like cash readily on hand, and you take like a ten or a twenty every time you need it. Those guys who designed the ATM, they knew what they were doing. You know, a friend of mine. Well, he wasn't a friend. He was a guy who used to work in wrestling. He had the patent for the original ATM, and he sold it for a lump sum, as opposed to keeping on making money. He sold it, and with the lump sum, he tried to start a wrestling promotion, and it failed miserably. And ended up waiting tables at a deli in Vegas, and then he died. That's a sad story. Sad story. You think that's a sad story? Lady, I got stories that would bring tears to your eyes the size of effing horse testicles. Tommy McVee, the New Jersey coach, after after a cough-up, gave Mario a goal that beat the Penguins. One of the best quotes I've ever heard in person to a female reporter. Uh, a couple things that are just, well, one's stupid, one's pretty cool. The thing that's pretty cool is somebody goes to Vegas a lot. You know they have all those casinos in Vegas that that replicate uh, cities or places around the world. And one of my favorites is New York, New York. In the centerpiece of the facade out front for New York, New York, is a giant replica of the Statue of Liberty. It may even be the exact same size. It's huge. Well, they found a way to put a Vegas Knights jersey on the Statue of Liberty in Vegas. That's really cool. One thing I will say, I've been to... How many Knights games? I've been to five games in Vegas. And the enthusiasm is not at all phony. You don't sense it's at all temporary. It obviously has been jacked up by them winning. But, boy, they learned to love the game and that team in a hurry. And as a champion of the true sport of hockey, much like Joe McGrath, the former general manager of the Charlestown Chiefs, that, that's really, really good to see. Okay, here's the silly one. Remember that team, that goofy team that upset Virginia 
in the first round of the NCAA men's basketball tournament. Uh, UMBC. The upset Virginia in the first round. They're the only 16 seed to ever upset a number one seed. They raised a banner at their gym commemorating that. Part of me gets it because they will never accomplish anything that big again. But you're raising a banner for winning one game. And then you got the hell beat out of you the next game. I forget who beat them in the second round, but if I were that team, I'd raise a banner and said, hey, we beat the hell out of a team that raised a banner for beating a team in the first round to get to play us and get the hell beat out of them. That's a little wordy, but you could make it work. You know what I really enjoyed last night? I'm sure a lot of you, this is a hockey show. We've got a lot of hockey fans listening and calling. I watched... Um, Probably the last two periods of that Caps-Jackets game. The Capitals fans and the Capitals were just waiting to lose. The tension in that building was tangible even watching on TV. And even when they went ahead 3-2, they were still expecting the worst. And and they got it because Netsoff took a dumbass penalty behind the Columbus net, put Columbus on the power play. Seth Jones, who was just too sweet. He's so good. Scored to tie it. Andre Panarin, Artemi Panarin, rather, scored the sickest of the sick. Blew around Orloff. Went forehand, backhand, licked the postage stamp, and stuck it in the upper right-hand corner. Game over! Only the Caps could make me root for Columbus. If if they lose game two at Washington, that'll be a sweep. Remember I said that. And if the Caps go out in this round, not only will they not renew Barry Trotz's contract, I think Trotz, to save that job, if he wants it even, has to win two rounds. In other words, he has to you know beat the Penguins if it comes to that. But I think they're going to get rid of a lot of guys. Not Ovi. I think Ovi's there for life. But I think there would be a wholesale house cleaning. I think that, well, now hold it. I was going to say that trade Braden Holtby. Maybe the next coach will figure that, well, that was a mistake benching Holtby for Grabauer. But there will be a lot of guys out. TJ Oshie's skating like his ankles are chained together. Actually, so slow, more like his ankles are chained to his testicles. Sad story. You think that's a sad story? Let's go to Colin and Vandergriff. Colin, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Hi, Mark. What up? Uh, hey, I was just wondering, uh, which playoff series have you been keeping up with outside the pen, and which ones have, do you think will turn out to be pretty good? Well, it's a little early to say I'm, I'm following one or the other because each series has only played one game, but I'm, I'm really enjoying the Columbus-Washington series because no matter who loses, I'll be able to indulge schadenfreude. I would mm-hmm. prefer Columbus win because assuming the Penguins could get past Philadelphia, I think Columbus would be an easier mark than Washington, although... The Penguins should have confidence against either team. Uh, mm-hmm. You know it was a good game for a while last night? was Nashville and uh, Colorado. Colorado. You know, Colorado went up one nothing, 2-1, to one, but then Nashville just, just, just overwhelmed them after a while, and I think that's the way that series will continue to go. I don't find any of the Pacific Division series very sexy. I think I Boston-Toronto, after that hit by Caudry 
is going to be an absolute bloodbath the rest of the way. Yeah. Uh, I, I actually watched the uh, San Jose-Anaheim game last night. Oh, San Jose was just surgical in there. Yeah, but it, was, it wasn't a great game from the little bit I flipped back and forth. You know, you know what, Sear? You know what game disappointed me? Although, to be fair, I only saw it during commercials of the Washington-Columbus game. Was the New Jersey-Tampa game. Tampa won relatively handily, and whenever I turned the game on, New Jersey never had the puck. Let's go to Nick in McKeesport. Nick, you're on with Double M. Yeah, I was wondering. If... That's a good call, Nick. Thank you. Four one two three 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 ninety nine thirty nine. Now we do need good calls because it's time to ask Mark anything. Ask me anything you like about anything you like. Then after that, my guest will be Mike Rupp for the Hockey Night Show. I'm Mark Madden, one hundred five nine. This is Sidney Crosby of the Pittsburgh Penguins. You're listening to Mark Madden and the best hockey talk on 105.9 DX. It's now time to ask Mark anything. Brought to you by Chapino Restaurant and Cigar Bar. It's the city's best seafood and chop house. It's located in the Strip. So be sure to check out Chapino. Let's go to Dennis on 84. Dennis, you're on with Double M. Hey, Mark. Uh was watching the Washington game the other night and just what you said a couple of minutes ago, the crowd was lackluster. They was seen it was just horrible. Do you think it's a personnel problem or a coaching problem at Washington? Well, I don't think the personnel are affecting the crowd unless you want to extrapolate that the failure of the personnel has given the crowd a real bummer, man. It's a bummer. Uh I just think what I think Washington was a lot better last year and the year before than this year. They lost some some key performers. Uh like Carl Alsner and Justin Williams, Marcus Johansson. And uh, I just don't think they have guys who know how to win. I'll be very blunt about that. I think they're gutless. And that doesn't include Ovi. Doesn't include Orpik because he won here. But a guy like Nicholas Backstrom or that Kuznetsov idiot who took the dumb offensive zone penalty last night, I don't think you could melt those two down and pour them into a big game. Let's go to uh, Mike on the turnpike. Mike, ask Mark anything. Uh, hey, Mark. Uh, what's good? I uh, I was calling about uh, your tagline. You kind of sign off with the line, uh, good talk, see you out there. I, I assume you got that from old school, right? The Craig Kilborn character says that. Yes, of course. And, uh, uh, okay, great. And uh, I don't always better, say that, uh, though. I said that every show for about three years, and now it's very sporadic. I mean, that guy committed career suicide, huh? I mean, he used to be John Stewart before John Stewart was John Stewart. He was very uh, good, boy, and really, I, I kind of fell off the face of the earth. Does he even do movies or stuff like that anymore? I don't know. I haven't uh, checked him out, but I, he's been, like, MIA since he left the, uh, you know, uh, the uh, talk, whatever the hell the internet show was. The com- oh, on the comedy channel, yeah. He was the, uh, the Daily Show guy. He was the original Daily Show guy. Yeah, right, right. Thank you for the call. I'm looking up Craig Kilborn. He was in a movie in 2015, 2014, and not before that till 2007. He was on Sports Center from 93 through 97, The Daily Show 96 through 98. Did The Late Late Show with Craig Kilborn from 99 through 2000. And boy, lately nothing. I think he's wickedly funny, but he's a real jerk. And I can't help but wonder if being a real jerk cost him career-wise. Then again, it hasn't hurt me all that much.
Leaves the line open, 412-333-9939. You can ask Mark anything by dialing that very number. Let's go to Jerry in Blonox. Jerry, ask Mark anything. Uh-huh, yep. Uh, what up, hey, Jerry? Mark, given that, given that Liverpool has made the semifinals in the Champions League, do you still feel that Jurgen Klopp is a cartoon character, like you called him? He's won me over a bit. I can't deny what he's done. I can't deny that he seems to provide a singular focus for the Champions League that definitely trickles down. I can't deny that he's made Dejan Lovren a lot better player, and he's finally found some combinations. I I actually think Liverpool, how do I want to word this? I think Liverpool got a bit of a break when Emre Chan got hurt because I think he relied too much on him and played him too much. And I think Virgil van Dijk's acquisition would make any manager smarter. How about you? I just wanted to hear you eat your words. Well, no, I'm not eating my words at all. I'm changing my mind based on a circumstance. They're a much better team now than when I said that, aren't they? Right, but your assessment was wrong, right? No, my assessment at the time was absolutely correct. When circumstances change, so do opinions. And why do you care whether I'm right or wrong anyway? What kind of loser keeps score of how many times a radio personality is right or wrong? I mean, Jerry won Mark Zero. Am I right? No, no. Me, winner. You, loser. Thank you for the call. Only one of us got paid for that conversation, Junior. Let's go to Gordon in the car. Gordon, ask Mark anything. Hey, Mark. Um, Hey, quick question. Did you see today that they announced uh, for the International Champions Cup that that Pittsburgh is going to be one of the host cities? And, yeah, yeah um, Pittsburgh, I believe, is going to host Dortmund against Roma. But I'm, I, I know Dortmund's one of the teams. I'm not sure the date yet, but uh, Dortmund's going to be playing in Pittsburgh, correct? How do you explain that we, like, I, I went to the games in 2004 and 2014, and the stadiums were, like, half empty. Well, well in, you and mean in Pittsburgh? Host, yeah, in Pittsburgh. Be- because, we don't get, because we don't get sexy teams or sexy games, and... I'm going to support the game and you know have some guests on and I'll go to it but we don't have sexy games or sexy teams. What, well, what about what about and... what about Dortmund against Roma would draw teams to draw fans in Pittsburgh? You tell me. No, I no, I agree that Dortmund and Roma are not the sexiest teams as you uh, put it, but still all these other cities that also get, you know. Well, here's what I would do if I if I ran that that and, and it's a tournament, you know, in, in name only. I mean, they play down to a winner, but, you know, it's just a bunch of exhibition games with top European teams in America in the summer. Uh, I would give, like, a place like New York, Dortmund versus Roma, because they'll sell out no matter what, and every Italian within shouting distance would come to either cheer Roma or, if they're like Milan fans, hate Roma. Whereas if you put United against City, the two Manchester teams, or I think United and Liverpool are going to play... At the big house in Michigan, well, actually, that'll sell out the big house in Michigan. Good, good choice of games there. Hey, I'll go. I'll go to the game here and I'll support it. No question. Up next, it's the hockey show. O'Brien oh, Elliott will start tonight for the Flyers. Coach Dave Haxtell just announced that. No lineup changes from Game One for Philadelphia. Up next, it's the hockey show. One zero five nine. It's the Exit 105.9 Hockey Night Show with your host, Mark Madden. Brought to you by Shenderovich, Shenderovich, and Fishman. On your home for the best Pens coverage and the best hockey talk. 105.9 The X. Joining me now, 
a Stanley Cup champion with New Jersey. He played for the Penguins. You can see him on the NHL Network. It is Mike Rupp. Rupper, what were your takeaways from Game 1? Because Philadelphia looked demoralized, and I'm very curious to see how they bounce back tonight. Yeah, I agree with that. It's um, that That's the kind of game, I mean, I'm coming in this series thinking this is going to be a, a real stiff test. Um, I think that it's – everybody saw the goaltending was the, the big question mark in, in Philly, but uh, I didn't expect – I mean, a game like that, to be in that locker room – this is that's really challenges your psyche. I mean, that was about as big of a message that could be sent, and um, they took it right on the chin. So, this is huge. This game. I mean, this game in game two. How strong are they between their ears? Do they come out? I mean, you're going to get a big push early, but if you get popped again, you know, I think that that's all she wrote in the series. To be honest with you, it's it, you can't that kind of loss. They have to see some. They have to feel. They have to taste some sort of success early in this hockey game. Well, and in that vein, I think it's real tough mentally to face a team with star power like Pittsburgh and not really be equipped to defend. I mean, Philadelphia, and I've said this all series, Rupper, all season, Philadelphia plays a lot like Pittsburgh. They're just a lot worse at it. <laughs> um, you know, it, it, the, well, funny thing that, that i looking at the series, and, and maybe it's because, you know, doing what I'm doing and, and doing what you're doing, sometimes you, you try to look for – things that kind of stand out and that there are something that we should be paying attention to. And I'm looking, um, we all know the big three, obviously in Pittsburgh, then, but when you're comparing numbers and that's a tricky thing, sometimes when you're comparing numbers of the top five players, say the top five forwards and points on each team, the flyers are right there. They're only, I believe I did it. It was like 15 points off. Like it's not crazy. So they have guys who can put the puck in that, but here's the difference. What does star power do? in the playoffs or in these situations, can they elevate? Can those other guys, because Jake Gensel was one of those top five, but all of a sudden we've seen now for a couple of years, Jake Gensel gets in the playoff mode and, oh my goodness, look out. So um, that's the biggest challenge that they have in front of them is, yeah, sure, we have great offense. We can surprise you. We could pop in some goals. But are you going to be able to do that now that the, the antis have been raised? And uh, I, I, I haven't seen it yet. What adjustments would you make in terms of lineup, in terms of style, in terms of anything, if you were Dave Haxtell, the Flyers coach? And, and just as a uh, an intro to that, Rupper, I'm shocked that Elliott's playing tonight. I would definitely have Peter Morazic in there. Um, I would probably, I would. Let me take the second one first because you got me going on that one a little bit. Um, the Peter Morazic actually has outstanding playoff numbers, so right. that's something that. Mm, yeah, you should pay attention to Peter Mrazek. When he gets hot, could be the hottest goaltender in National Hockey League. We've seen it. But when he's not in that hot mode, he's not even good. So he hasn't been good for them. So uh, my other thing about going back with Elliot, though, is I feel like if you pull the plug on Elliot now, you, you're done with him the rest of the time. And maybe that rest of that time is only a couple more games, but you can't treat it that way. So give the guy another crack at doing it. Super short leash obviously in this game, but I, I just think that, that I think the fact of thinking about putting everything in Peter Mrazek's hands and say, you know, they snap together and they beat the pens and they go to move on. I wouldn't feel very comfortable with Peter Mrazek. So I, I think it's more of, you know, maybe protecting themselves down the road, but at the end of the day, that road might be coming to an end here quick. Yeah. I, 
I just think there's very few adjustments they can make. And I'm not saying Elliott's necessarily a terrible goalie, but he's coming off that injury. He played two nothing games at the end of the year in terms of what the opposition had at stake. And I agree with you about Morazic. It'd be a gamble, but I think it might be a, a gamble worth taking. And at least some change they could make. Now, how about those goals Wednesday by Malkin and Crosby? Let's toss in the goals last night, Rupper, by Forsberg and Panarin. Rank those goals one to four. That's a pretty tough uh, list to, to narrow down, isn't it? It is. It is. I'd probably give, if I'm ranking them, I'd go, I'd go Phil Forsberg number one. That was my favorite one. Um, I'd probably go his level of difficulty, the Crosby. Uh, that that one, he I don't even know how he did that. I mean, we've seen him do so many different banks from behind the goal line. We've seen him swatting them out of the air. We've seen him baseball him, juggling them, all that stuff. This one, level of difficulty was was even harder. Um, it was harder than the one he did a couple weeks ago where he kind of juggled it to himself. Uh, it, it was unbelievable, that one. Um, then I'll, I'll, I'll throw a tie in there with Panarin and Malkin. I mean, they, what we're seeing these guys, and that's the thing I love, though, is that certain guys can raise their game. We see guys raise their game, and they can do things, and they're not afraid to try things in that moment. Um, it's only been one game across the league, but we've seen some pretty good star power ramping it up right now, and that's great because in the years past, we've been talking about uh, you know the, the the depth guys kind of getting through and, and coming through, and we're always talking about those superstars kind of taking a back seat a little, not a back seat, but they're not coming through in the spotlight, but we're seeing them all come through right now, uh, Man, it's uh, when those guys that that's got to be to go back on the other thing you're saying earlier. That's got to be the most demoralizing thing is not only did you lose seven nothing, but the stars on the other team, they look like absolute superstars. Oh yeah, let me let me jump on that because when Gino scored that goal, the Flyers had to figure how do we stop that guy, and then Sid <laughs> scores three in a row, and they figure how do we stop that guy, and I'm curious to see how they approach it tonight. For example. The Giroux line matched against the Sid line on Wednesday. And Giroux's line was like minus five, minus four, you know, whatever each of them were individually. If you're Hackstall, do you try to get away from that matchup? What do you do in that regard? Because like I said, the Flyers, everything they do, the Penguins have the same guys who do the same thing, but they do it better. Well, I I think now is the time for him to experiment. Obviously, you've got, um, you know, Penguins get the last change. Um, you're going to get, we're going to see what he really wants when we get into Philly. Um, that'll kind of show his cards a little bit and, um, we'll know what matchups he likes and doesn't like, but I I would like to think, you know, when you look at that, that team's top nine going into the, the series and they were experimenting, messing around with, you know, connecting me on their third line with Phil and, and Simmons, I'm sitting there looking I would obviously take the Penguins top nine, but that's a pretty dang good top top nine. Like, right. I don't know how many guys, how many in the league get much better than that. So, you know, now is the time to experiment with throwing guys out there. See what the Penguins want. This is your opportunity to see what they want, what they're going to play. You know, you get the opportunity to lead right now, and you see what they come back with. And uh, you know, I, I I felt like there needs to be a little bit better job of kind of manipulating that and seeing what the Penguins don't want. You can smoke that out as well. Or maybe it just gets to the point when you win seven nothing, Mike Sullivan doesn't care who the heck's out there with who, and <laughs> you could just you could just go out there and play the game. Um, the one thing that I was looking at, and I'm, I still want to watch, especially in tonight's game. I played against Claude Drew a long time. We all know him. We've seen him. He's a gamer. You don't have to like him, but he's a gamer. He comes in battles. He's going to come back out here in this game, and he's going to be all up in 
in Sid's business. He's going to know he's got to kick those tires still. I think that's all old hat. Things have changed. Time's passed. Guys are more mature. Those tires are going to be kicked. But the thing is, they should have been kicked a little bit more in game one, I feel like. No because question. now it's 7 nothing. Sid's going to sh- just chuckle and skate away. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's something that I'm going to be keeping my eye out, eye out for in this game. We're talking to Mike Rupp. He's brought to you by Auto Palace Porsche. Rupper, how important is the first period tonight for Philadelphia, and even like the first five or ten minutes? Uh, it's gigantic. You you obviously need not only to keep the other team from building momentum, I think they need to find a way to steal that momentum. And we always talk about playing a good road period. Um, road periods are boring periods. You go out there, you make sure that the crowd doesn't get involved, you get pucks deep, you get pucks out, you do all those things. I think they need more than that. I think they obviously need to take care of the puck. They obviously need to stay out of the box. But they got to grab a hold of it. They got to grab a hold of this game, and uh, and so I think in that first ten minutes, you know, it's 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 go time. And you, um, I'd even shorten that bench in those first ten and just go out there. And you got to get some some feel good going because there's not much good uh, juju going on right now. Yeah, I feel like if Pittsburgh scores a goal in the first five minutes or even in the first ten, there's going to be a feeling on that flyer bench of oh boy, here we go again. Exactly. That's that's why that game won. And I, I would say even on the flip side, when you talk about the Penguins, come out here, boys. Come out here. Grab a hold of this crowd. This place is tough to play. And just keep keep leaning on them. Keep kicking them. Because as soon as they experience that, man, it's going to take the wind out of their sails. Matt Murray has three straight shutouts in playoff games now, Ropper, which, which ties the NHL record. And yet I feel like Matt Murray keeps getting underestimated. I know his stats weren't great this year. But he's never really been about stats. He's a big game, big save type of goalie, isn't he? He is. He is. And, and one thing I've, even this year though, and, and we've seen, even if his numbers weren't up to his standards, his numbers weren't bad. So I think that, you know, when we, a lot of people are like, oh, Matt Murray, what are you going to, the biggest thing about Matt Murray for me is just that those nagging, those little injuries, the ones that we don't know maybe could be more, that those are out of the, the equation. If he's good enough to play, He's going to be good enough for you to win every night. And he'll sometimes be even better than that. He'll steal games for you. But the thing is, when you look at him over is, you know, and, and I would still say, although the guy's got two Stanley Cups, it doesn't have a huge sample size of regular season games. If you add them all together, I mean, it's not really that much. It's enough to know about a guy. But the one thing I have learned from him is he always comes back after a bad game, and he battles for you. And he'll get his game right back on track. It seems like his personality is perfect for being a goaltender. He just kind of rolls with it. Next puck. Next puck. That's all he worries about. Next puck. And uh, as long as he's healthy, I don't think this team has anything to worry about. What's your take on game one of the Caps and Jackets, Rupper? I thought Washington played just dumb, like they expected to lose. It was a tense building and a tense team. Yeah. Uh, coming into this series, too, talk about a Washington team that, for the first time we've said it all year, they don't. They're not running away with anything. They're not, you know, on cruise control. Does that is that going to benefit them? You know, you have these other players. I thought to myself, if Evgeny Kuznetsov is the X factor in that series, what's he do? He comes out and gets two goals, and you still end up losing the game. Uh, they the way that Columbus is playing. Well, and cause Kuznetsov committed a dumb penalty too. Exactly. Yeah. The you know even the just some of the stuff too. As much as I, this won't get many fans on your airwaves, but. I love the way Tom Wilson plays. But when Tom Wilson skates in, you can't skate in 50 feet flying to a guy that doesn't see you coming and hit him. 
you can hit him as clean as you want. It's still going to be a penalty. And I, I just think we saw it in the Toronto game with Nazem Kadri. I mean, the fact that he, he could have been suspended on three separate plays. You gotta harness that emotion. You gotta find a way to do, to, to harness it in a different direction. Up to this point, to be honest, I've seen uh, through one game throughout the league of, of the playoffs, there's so many guys that are losing their cool and just taking stupid penalties. Washington, they're a fragile team. They can't afford to do that. And if anything, this Columbus Blue Jackets team has had an awful power play all year. Why are you giving them any chances to be good? Rupper, is always a pleasure. Thank you for joining me. Enjoy the game tonight. Awesome. Thanks, Mads. That's Mike Rupp from the NHL Network. He's brought to you by Auto Palace Porsche. Make every day a Porsche day with a new Macan. we got more hockey talk. Don't forget, I'll be at the Broad Street Bistro in North for Sales on Sunday for a Penguins viewing party. St- keep it right here for Hockey Talk, 105.9 The X.